Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It is devastating and scary when a loved one goes missing. Even more so when the missing person is pregnant. The worry doubles. This week, we cover missing persons cases involving women who were pregnant at the time of their disappearance. Some of these cases have persons of interest, yet others remain a complete mystery. This week on Mysteriously Listed, Missing and Pregnant. Number 6. Kira Coles just before 26-year-old Kira Coles went missing, she was said to be in a good place. She was three months pregnant with her first child and she was very excited to become a mother. Her family was very excited for Kira to be a mother. She did not know the gender of the baby officially, but would tell everyone she knew that she just knew she was having a boy. On the morning of October 2nd, 2018, Kira left her home wearing her USPS worker uniform, despite calling in sick that day. She was caught on a neighbour's surveillance video walking past her new car, and she went across the street before she disappeared and was never seen alive again. Kira's mother, Karen, would later report she spoke to her daughter the day before she went missing and Kira seemed upbeat and happy. She called for advice on a beauty product, so it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. The two would talk every day, so when Karen contacted Kira on the evening of October 2nd and there was no answer, she knew something wasn't quite right. When Karen still couldn't reach her daughter the following day, she called the police to request a well-being check. When police arrived on the scene on October 4th, they discovered Kira's car with her cell phone, purse and packed work lunch still inside the car. This led police to classify the case as suspected foul play being involved. At the time of her disappearance, Kira Coles was 26 years old. She is African-American, 5 foot 4 and around 120 pounds, with long, straight black hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing her USPS worker uniform. If Kira is still alive today, she would be 28 years old. Her unborn baby would be two years old. Number 5. Bianca Green Bianca Green had a rough start to life. Her own mother was a single mother raising four daughters and Bianca never met her father. Financially, it was a stretch, but they survived and the family were close. 
At 19, Bianca discovered she was pregnant to her boyfriend, Jimmy Miller. The two tried to make their relationship work, but by 2011, the on-again and off-again couple had split for good due to Jimmy's infidelity, which resulted in getting another woman pregnant. Bianca wanted better for her four-year-old son, Jimmy Jr., than she had. She was studying nursing at Wayne County Community College, as well as working part-time at the Earl of Sandwich at the Detroit Metropolitan Airport in Michigan. March 25, 2011, 24-year-old Bianca Green finished her shift on the 4100 block of Harriet Street in Inkstar, Michigan. She went to visit her mother, Lisa Green, to drop off some food. She told her mother that her ex-boyfriend had her son and that they had a fight the night before. She told her mother she was tired and just wanted to go home and go to sleep. Two days later, Bianca allegedly posted a disturbing post on Facebook. She said that she could not take it anymore and that she was overwhelmed and that she wanted a new start to life with her son, that no one could stop her and she wouldn't tell anyone where or when she was going. Lisa messaged her daughter, obviously worried. Now, Lisa is adamant that it was her daughter that messaged her back due to the language and structure used in the message reply. But Bianca allegedly told her mother that it was all too much and that she had left, that she was pregnant again, around six to eight weeks, and that she did not know who the father was. Of course, Lisa then contacted Bianca's ex-boyfriend and baby daddy, Jimmy Sr. He told her that Bianca was fine and not to worry, and that Jimmy Jr. was with him. This did not make Lisa comfortable. She then went to Bianca's apartment, and there was nothing amiss. There was no sign of a struggle, and nothing was missing. No clothes or personal belongings were missing. But regardless, no one heard from or saw Bianca again. After about a week of not hearing from her daughter, Lisa reached out and contacted another ex-boyfriend of Bianca's, Roderick Johnson. Roderick refused to help. Lisa spoke to Jameer again and he said he knew Bianca was pregnant because she had told him. She had told him that she was not sure if he was the father or Roderick. And because of her own childhood, she never wanted this for her own child. Lisa reported Bianca missing in June of 2011. Police officially cleared Jameer of any involvement but never interviewed Roderick or any of Bianca's co-workers. There has been no activity on her social security number or her credit cards. Lisa continued to pay for Bianca's cell phone, just in case her daughter wanted to reach out for help. It is thought that foul play is involved in Bianca's disappearance. Lisa is adamant that her daughter would never have left her son behind, but she may have been suicidal due to the helplessness she may have felt due to her current situation. There is no record of Bianca giving birth, and she did not receive any prenatal care. Her son is now 13 years old, and he would miss his mother very much. 
At the time of her disappearance, Bianca Green was 24 years old and approximately six to eight weeks pregnant. She is African-American with brown eyes and brown shoulder-length hair. She is tiny. She is five feet and around 110 pounds. She was last seen wearing her work uniform, which was black pants and a black shirt. If Bianca is still alive today, she would be 33 years old. Her unborn child would be approximately eight years old today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Number four, Lucero Sarabia. When Juanita was pregnant, she was certain she was having a boy. So sure that when she gave birth in a Texan hospital, she asked the nurse to hand over her son. The nurse just laughed and handed over her baby, saying, No, you have a little precious princess. This name stuck, and this would be the only name Lucero would ever know. So much so, Lucero would write princess on all her school papers. Princess would grow up and get married and have children of her own. She married John Albert Reeves Jr. and together they had two sons, three-year-old John Jr. and one-year-old Damien. But by 2004, the five-year marriage was over and the pair had been separated for one year. On November 26, 2004, between 6 and 7 p.m., Juanita dropped off her eight-month pregnant daughter, 21-year-old Princess, at a Thanksgiving party in the 300 block of Babcock Road in San Antonio, Texas. Everyone Princess knew was there, including her sister and estranged husband, Reeves, who would leave soon after she arrived. At some point around midnight, Princess and her friend, Richard Chabers, would leave the party to get some cigarettes. They would return later, only for an altercation to occur, between Princess and another woman who lived at the house. This woman would accuse Princess of coming out of the bathroom with her husband. Princess would deny this ever happened. The woman would tell Princess to leave. Chabez would step in at this point and offer to take Princess home. Princess would later call her mother between 1.30 and 2am from Shabas's porch at the Kingswood Manor Apartments. She did not mention the fight once, but she would tell her mother that she planned on walking the short walk home. Shabas would later tell the police that Princess left at 6am. He said that she was still upset from the fight at the party and decided she wanted to walk home to cool down. Unconfirmed sightings would have her walking home around this time. Princess attempted to contact her baby daddy Reeves at this time, 
but he refused to come and pick her up. The following morning, when Juanita attempted to contact her daughter 28 times, when she couldn't reach her and she had not returned home, she went to the Kingswood Manor apartments, but Princess was not there. A search of Charbez's apartment by the police would find Princess's blood in his apartment, on the walls and in the carpet, but not enough to be fatal and due to the lack of other evidence, police would clear Chavez of any suspicion. Chavez would move out of the area soon after, and he now lives in Indianapolis, Indiana. It would soon be revealed that Rees was not the father of the new baby. Princess would tell people that the father was a man named Larry Lugin, Four months after Princess disappeared, Lujan and a couple of teens went to the home of 16-year-old Dana Grok. Grok owed $600 for drugs. Lujan and his gang proceeded to beat and torture Grok for several hours before putting him in the trunk of Lujan's car. Lujan would bound, gang and stab the teenager nine times in the back. He would then cut his throat so deeply that Grok was almost decapitated. The prosecution wanted the death penalty for this crime. However, the jury could not reach a unanimous decision. Larry Lugin is currently serving a life sentence for the abduction and murder of Dana Grok. It is unknown if he was ever questioned in Princess's disappearance. At the time of her disappearance, Lucero Sarabia was 21 years old. She was 5 foot 1 and 165 pounds with hazel eyes and dyed blonde shoulder-length hair. She was last seen wearing a pink crew neck sweater, blue denim low-rise jeans, brown leather jacket and brown boots. If Princess is still alive today, she would be 37 years old. Her unborn child would now be 15 years old. Number 3. Jontel Johnson February 3, 2010, 15-year-old Jontel Johnson and her brother Prinis was dropped off at school in New York, Delaware. A few hours later, Jontel called her mother to tell her that she was leaving school early. Jontel was five months pregnant and she was feeling unwell. There is evidence that Jontel did make it home that day, but when Prinis went to pick up his sister to meet the rest of the family at church, she wasn't there. This did not seem unusual to Prinis, who at the time, and her brother Prinis, this did not seem unusual to Prinis at the time, but when John Tell did not come home at all that night and did not answer her phone, the family reported her missing to police. Police initially classified the case as a runaway, as John Tell had a history of running away from home. However, she had left all the doors to her family home unlocked, and none of her belongings were missing. It seemed that she did leave on her own accord, but she had planned on returning soon after. Jontel's last phone call would be to a 27-year-old man who is thought to be the baby's father. This man was interviewed by the police but refuses to cooperate. 
He has a history of domestic violence towards the mothers of his other children. This man's name has never been revealed publicly, and police have said that he's not a suspect in John Tell's disappearance. There are also rumours that John Tell was talking to an even older man. This man has also never been named, and he also refuses to cooperate with the police investigation. It is a popular theory on Unsolved Mysteries and True Crime forums that John Tell ran away with him and is currently living in Williamton, Delaware, or Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. John Tell's family are adamant that she would never withhold her child from them. They were supportive of the pregnancy and supporting her with her decisions. However, there has been no sightings of John Tell, and no evidence that she did indeed run away and is still alive. At the time of her disappearance, John Tell Johnson was 15 years old. She is African-American, 5 foot 2 and 120 pounds, with brown hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a short black ski jacket with a fur-trimmed hood. If John Tell is still alive today, she would be 26 years old. Her unborn baby would now be 10 years old. Number 2. Nikki Forrest On the afternoon of September 25, 2010, 19-year-old Nikki Forrest got into an argument with her godmother, who she lived with in Ohio. She told her she was leaving, packed her bags and went to her boyfriend's home. It was here, however, Nikki got into another argument, this time with her boyfriend over the paternity of the four-and-a-half-month pregnancy. He told her that she was not welcome there and put her bags outside. The last time Nikki would be seen was by her boyfriend. He saw her get into a blue car and drive off. She has never been seen alive since. A few days later, an elderly couple found Nikki's purse off a bridge on County Road 25A near her home. This couple has never been interviewed and are now unable to be found. Unfortunately, inside the purse was Nikki's medication. Nikki needed this medication. She'd previously had three separate miscarriages and was prescribed this medication to help this pregnancy because it was considered a high risk of miscarriage. Due to Nikki's history as a runaway and being of no fixed address, she would stay with a series of family and friends. Her disappearance was reported on September 26th, but no contact with the media would occur till December of 2010, three months after Nikki was last seen. And this would only be due to the insistence of family members. One month later, in January 2011, Nikki's stepmother would receive a phone call from a woman who claimed to be a friend of Nikki's. The woman said Nikki was fine and there was no need to keep looking for her, and that Nikki had asked her to make the phone call for her. There has been no record of Nikki giving birth or seeking any medical assistance. In 2017, police received a warrant to search the boyfriend's home, who has never been publicly named. 
cadaver dogs tracked the scent of human remains to his backyard. It has never been revealed what was found in this search, but it has been reported that two significant pieces of evidence was found. At the time of her disappearance, Nikki Forrest was 19 years old. She was 5 foot 2 and around 170 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. She has a tattoo of a scarecrow and the words, if I only had a brain, on her upper arm, a tattoo of a moth on her abdomen, and a tattoo of a Celtic knot with bat's wings in the centre of her lower back. If Nikki is still alive today, she would be 29 years old, and her unborn baby would now be nine years old. Number 1. Ikea Eggleston 22-year-old Ikea Eggleston was considered a high-energy person by everyone who knew her. And she had to be with a two-year-old daughter and another on the way. She was eight months pregnant with a high-risk pregnancy, which frustrated Ikea at times because it limited her movement. She was tiny but bubbly and loud and would do anything for everyone. Everyone who met her loved her. Ikea's daughter's father was from a previous relationship, and not much information is known about him. The father of her unborn child, for reasons that weren't known at the time, Ikea wanted to keep a secret, even from her family. It would later be revealed her baby daddy was a childhood friend of her stepfather's. Regardless, Ikea loved being a mother and was excited about having another child. This time, a son that the family called Baby Eggleston. She was struggling throughout her pregnancy and was on bed rest. A C-section was arranged to deliver the breech baby. May 7, 2007, it was Ikea's baby shower. Ikea, though, didn't show. Her family knew she would never miss this and that something was wrong. Calls were not answered and then she missed a prenatal appointment. Her family went to her apartment to see what was happening and was met with a concerning scene. The apartment was stripped of absolutely everything. All that was left behind was her bed and some dresses. It seemed like Ikea had decided to just pack up and leave leave an apartment that she paid a 900 security deposit for. There was also a large hole in one of the walls that worried her family, as Ikea was not aggressive at all. Surveillance footage was pulled from Ikea's apartment complex, but it turned out the necessary camera wasn't working on the day she went missing, and a canvas of the local area yielded no further clues of her whereabouts. The last known images of Ikea was from a number of banks in the Baltimore area where she lived. On May 3rd, a friend of Ikea's drove her from bank to bank as she did not have a car. Ikea withdrew money from ATMs and cashed cheques. Ikea told this friend that she was moving in with her baby daddy and needed the money for the down payment of their house. This money has never been located. Ikea's son would now be three years old, 
and there is no sign of Ikea or her child. It is very likely foul play is involved and the FBI is offering $25,000 for information regarding her whereabouts. With no new leads and no suspects, Akia's case has gone cold. Akia's daughter just wants her mother to come home. At the time of her disappearance, Akia Eggleston was 22 years old. She is African-American, 5 foot and 130 pounds. She was last seen wearing a green shirt, a black jacket with grey sleeves, black and white yoga pants and black sneakers. Akia had long, straight black hair and brown eyes. If Akia is still alive today, she would be 26 years old. Her unborn son would be three years old today. Do you have something you would like to see mysteriously listed? Do you have a particular theme that interests you? Message us on Facebook at Mysteriously Listed and on Twitter at Mysterious List. If you like what you've heard today, we would love for you to share this episode on your social media of choice. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate it if you could leave a positive review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Research, additional writing and hosting is by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.